Welcome to all our dads out there and our moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. This is our NFL preview episode, which we are recording on Saturday morning, November 6th, rather than Friday. So good morning to all of my fathers who are joining me on this pod. My name is Matthew James. I have the full crew of dads here. I've got Joe. I've got Chris Duke. I've got Kmart. I've got Neil. And uh, how are we doing this fine morning, gentlemen? Terrific. Could not be better. Getting ready for a, a Fresno Boise showdown. We're getting ready for some, uh, some college football action. We got game day at Cincinnati for some reason. That's kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, Chris Duke, we're on standby to see if Dennis is going to take Sparty because I think you owe a nude chug if he's not on Michigan State. He's going to be on Sparty all day, every day. Have you told your wife what you must do if he's not? She just ran out to the gym, so I I couldn't tell her yet. Um, But she's more physically fit than I, so the nude chug won't won't be pretty. (laughs) It won't be pretty. This actually isn't the first instance of the nude chug. Chris Chris actually wagered a a cock-out yug last season that didn't end up hitting. So we'll see what happens today. It's it's pretty much a lock, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's that's one. Chris, it's in the time slot. It's in the 1230 time slot. Like it's it's the big ranked team laying a little number and it's right up Dennis's alley. Yeah, I thought it was 9 a.m., but it's noon. So he always does his he's already text us for the early ones, and then we wait to see what he wants to play at noon. All right, well, let's talk some NFL football, NFL Week 9. The contest is going okay. It's going great for Joe. Joe, where are you at? You're, I mean, you're the only one over 500, so the rest of us are just kind of languishing along. Neil's going for booby. We'll get the booby update in a second. But, Joe, where are you at? Got 24 points. Uh, The money's at 27.5, so... We're uh, we're right there. We just need to do another five and zero, or we get a five and zero. Jared and I were talking about it last night on the phone. If we can do two five and zeros before the end of the season, we'll have a legitimate shot at top fifty. So we're just trying to stay strong and bounce back after a two and three last week. After this week, it is the halfway point, so it's a start of a new quarter for the quarterly contest. Neil, last week you decided to go for booby to go for last place. And of course you went three and two trying to lose. I did indeed. Uh, had two of them that kind of sucked out at the end. It would have been really nice to go one and four. Um, I only lost one game um, in the boob standing. So both the two, two teams who were uh, four points behind that were who I was four points ahead of um, only went two and three. So I'm still just an O and five away from, from getting right back uh to the bottom of the barrel. Kmart, you and I specifically have just been tripping over ourselves, stumbling over ourselves. We were the two idiots that have a push in our fucking standings. We just, we just can't get back on track. So for this pod, we're going to switch back to the square play that could win format and 
and, and do that. And maybe that'll help us get out of our little rut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, the last four weeks, I don't, I mean, I know I've had bad picks. I'm going to, I'm going to butcher what I'm trying to say, but there haven't been that many games that haven't, I haven't had a chance. Just nothing seems to be going my way. Like so many of those L's have been one score possessions, just can't get it done in the fourth. Um, so, I mean, I feel good. It's not, it's not like I'm just losing these games 40, nothing. I mean, I think the worst pick I had was the lions, you know, to cover against the Bengals, and they just got smoked. That's the worst one I can remember, but the rest of them, it's just like, I think I told you I'm 07 and one with games going to overtime. It's like just no coin flips, you know, are coming my way, but I regress and yeah, excited to, uh, keep, keep moving forward. Well, here's the difference in getting the breaks and not getting the breaks. Like you look at the Tennessee Indianapolis game last week, right? Joe's on the Titans. You're on the Colts. Colts go up 14, nothing early. You're like, all right, I'm probably on the right side here. And then Carson went shenanigans in the fourth quarter and in overtime. And that's just, we talk about it all the time. The football is not perfectly round. It's going to bounce all over the place. And sometimes it bounces your way and sometimes it bounces it or sometimes it does not. Joe, you are pacing the group. Why don't you go first? You're still, still have the honor all these weeks later. We're going to look first at square plays that might be free money. They might just have it right. Yeah, so the first one, uh, definitely Chargers minus one and a half going to Philadelphia is probably the squarest play of the weekend, in my opinion. And it is actually in our five. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, it's 80% of the money and 80% of the bets are on Chargers. So it's pretty much, you know, everybody's firing Chargers. They think it's free money. I tend to agree just because I think Philly's getting a little bit too much respect here. But, you know, if, if, uh, Herbert can bounce back and look like the, uh, all-star quarterback he was a couple of weeks ago, I think Chargers take care of business here. I'm trying all week. I've been trying to understand this line and I've been trying to understand why the sharps would be on Philadelphia. Now my, my group also wants chargers and I told them, well, you guys, the, the pros are on the Eagles and they said, okay, well, the pros were on the Eagles a couple weeks ago when they went to Vegas and they got destroyed. So that doesn't necessarily mean they're right. Kmart, if you're looking at matchups, the chargers are without both starting outside corners. Can they, does that matter against Jalen hurts? Who's a little bit limited as a passer. Well, where, where it's going to matter is if they can actually establish the run. I think that's why the Sharps are on the Eagles is because they are very good at running the ball. They just don't do it for four quarters. They'll try to get cute with passing, but Hertz is kind of going off. Uh, I know Sanders is out, but they have kind of a three-headed, I'm not going to call him a beast, but they got three backs that can run the ball behind them. So I think that's really where the matchup lies. And with those corners being out, you know, third, fourth quarter with some play action, you know, it can open open things up. I've gone back and forth on that game like I have on the Vikings and Ravens. So more coin flips for me. Yeah, it's to the point of the Chargers run defense is a reason a lot of people like the Pats last week because of the style the Pats want to play. And I think I think what Lombardi has pointed out, Chris, I don't know if you've been listening to Lombardi and heard this, but the Chargers offense just can't get on the field because teams are converting third downs via the run. They're chewing up clock, even in the Browns or in the Chargers win over the Browns. 
I want to say the Chargers were only only had the ball for 23, 24 minutes, and they were able to put up an absurd amount of points. Chris, have you heard some of this sort of skepticism on the Chargers and their ability to stop the run and get their offense on the field? Yeah, definitely, and that's why, like Kmart said, I think that's why people, sharp groups, were hitting it um, hard at the three, um, and I guess all the way down to one and a half. Um, And even, you know, the contest made it, one and a half so you didn't really get ahead of the move like you kind of did with like the Niners now they're laying two so the contest made them plus one so um, not much but I could see why people also are on there and say hey we're getting a better number if it lands two we win with the Chargers so I get it Neil quickly you have anything on this one yeah yeah Matt if I jump in I'll give you a little little color because I did some research on the Chargers and they're um inept ability to stop anyone running so the chargers right now are the are dead last have allowed the most rushing yards per game at 159 the next team in line is houston texans who are 11 yards better than them so think about that like houston's bet 11 yards better allowing 148 and then the best team is tampa allowing 78 so you are double what the best team in the league is is giving up so you know going back to the corners being out I don't think that matters um, so much against Hertz, but at Philadelphia is seventh in NFL and running the fo- yards per game, running the football. Like there has to be a concerted effort if the chargers are going to win to try and stop them running the football. But I, you know, they haven't shown the ability to yet. We'll see. It's a really interesting matchup. It's quite frankly, a game the chargers need to have uh, the Raiders are the Raiders are in first in the division and keep finding ways to win games. So uh, with the Chiefs in their current state, this is really a chance for the Chargers to put themselves in a good spot in the AFC West. Chris Duke, did you go four and one last week? Four and one, a good bounce back week. And uh, and the the unforgivable, just unlovable Washington football team is who present prevented you from five and zero. Oh? Yes, Heineken, man, he needs to upgrade to uh to like a. Guinness or something because Heineken's not getting the job done. <laughs> well, thank God they're on a bye this week, so you don't have to suffer with them again. But go ahead and give us your square play that might be right. So my pops has a couple that he played were like completely opposite. It makes me a I sent the throw up meme to my boy Freck because we're completely opposite. But he seems to like the free money Bengals only laying two and a half at home to the lowly Browns who can't even beat the Steelers at home last week. Um, but the Bengals are coming off a bad loss themselves. So, uh, but everyone thinks this is a bounce back spot. I think it's kind of baity, but uh, I can see Bengals getting it done. We'll see if that ends up getting in. Kmart, you're the number one Bengals fan outside of the state of Ohio. What do you think on this one? Tough division game. Yeah, very tough. I mean, early in the week, I think I said I'm going to be on the Bengals, and I kind of flip-flopped John Kerry style to the Browns. Now I'm thinking, you know, this is what's got me in trouble all season when I start flipping stuff. So I'm kind of thinking I'm going back to the Bengals. Um, Cleveland's still kind of injured. The Bengals are very good at stopping the run, shockingly. And that's what the Browns obviously do really well. So assuming they can actually win that matchup, 
I like their chances against probably a still injured Baker Mayfield. I'm not too concerned about the Odell Beckham thing. I don't think that matters. They made it to the playoffs last year and beat the Steelers without him. So it's a mute point, but I mean, I, th- I think I'm going to go back to the Bengals. You know, they, I think they're going to be able to use Mixon, Evans or whoever the hell they're going to use as a, you know, secondary back. And, you know, those three headed wide receivers, Chase Higgins, Boyd, it, and even that tight end U- Uzama, whatever his name is, you know, it's, it's a crazy offense. And I think they'll get back up. It's not like, it's not like they played terrible against the jets. You know, they just played a terrible final seven minutes. Neil, what would you say about the matchup of miles Garrett and the Browns defensive line against a Cincy O-line that quite frankly got pushed around by the jets? I think we, I mean, no one's been more publicly thrashed the Bengals on here than me and their horrible, which again, not a horrible decision. Jamar Chase has looked like a stud, but not addressing their offensive line um, issues. But I, you know, I think the Bengals have done a a pretty good job of working the ball, getting it out of Burroughs hands really quick. You know, you've seen how like the slant routes that Jamar Chase is running um, and then breaking, breaking them away. Yuzoma is doing really well at tight end and he's finding a tight end. So I think they're doing a lot, even though they have a lot of deep threats on their team, they're doing a lot and they, they have a, a style that they can get the ball out of the Burroughs hands quickly, which is I think playing in very well to their lack of ability to stop anybody. Um, and it, this is not going to be an easy test, certainly for the offensive line with the prowess of Cleveland. Kyle, this matchup reminds me, my memory is taking me back to last year. I want to say it was a Thursday night game, and I want to say we watched it at Max's, and it might have been a pretty crazy backdoor cover. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had the Bengals like plus Plus six. Oh, that was that was the game I bet against Kelly to get her in our dynasty league. Oh, wow. And I got the backdoor cover with, you know, what I called with Joe Burrow. Yeah. That's right. And that that was probably Dennis on the Browns for sure. Um, this is interesting. So Cleveland is 0-7 against the spread against divisional opponents since the start of last season. And Cincy has actually covered 10 of the last 12 with Cleveland, including both meetings last season based on what we're talking about. So uh, this one's interesting because Cincy's trying to get back up after getting punched in the mouth against the Jets, and then the Browns are just trying to get their season back on track. So maybe losing Odell will be addition by subtraction. We shall see. Uh, Neil, let's go to you. Something square that might be free money. New England Patriots. Give me Bill Belichick going against going to Carolina, laying three and a half. Um, there's still questions as of right now, is CMC going to play or not? And questions whether it's going to be Darnold or whether it's going to be PJ. Um, to me, doesn't matter regardless, right? Um, Belichick's stats against Darnold when Darnold was with the Jets, you know, Darnold's 0-3, um, 99-17 to was the combined score in those three games. Obviously, the the infamous ghost game was against Belichick. Um, if it does, if it is PJ, then again, you got Belichick, Belichick against a rookie quarterback, which, you know, he's, I think he's all, he's 22 and six against rookie quarterbacks um, in his career. Um, 
I think Carolina is just a little outmatched. It's going to be, it's, it, I don't anticipate this isn't going to be one of these Patriots blowout games because the Panthers do, you know, they have a decent defense and their run stopping ability. But, um, you know, I, I almost kind of like the laying the three and a half better if it is Darnold, because I think that's what's going to lead into a lot of mistakes, a lot of short fields. Um, but I, Patriots all day. It was one of my, it was one of my first picks um, when the lines came out. And Joe, you agree with this one. Your, your entry is on the Pats as well. Yep. Yep. It's definitely square, but there is a small differential towards the Patriots. And like Neil said, uh, Bill Belichick's going to pull his cock out and smash whatever quarterback in the face with it all day. PJ Walker, I, I don't think he's a rookie. I mean, he might as well be with his lack of experience. This is the dude that was like lighting it up in the XFL for a little while. And I yep. I want to say he made it onto the Panthers roster last season and maybe got a little bit of game action. But again, to your point, it's a very inexperienced quarterback that's not going to have seen anything resembling a Bill Belichick defense. Kyle, what's your take on this one? I mean, I don't think Darnold's going to play. It's not only the concussion. I think it's a shoulder as well. Yeah, I was just looking, you know, at the injury report, you know, definitely questionable with both of those. So they're probably going to sit them. I mean, you know, they, they, they can't afford to have PJ Walker starting for them for more than one week. So I think that's going to flip me to go with the Patriots as well. Definitely understand what Neil's saying. I just, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it's going to be a very run heavy attack now, either way from Carolina, but even if CMC plays, it's going to be limited. Um, so I just think Bill Belichick is going to be able to absolutely take that away from them, force PJ Walker to throw, and he's probably going to see ghost as well. Chris, what this is probably going to be a den side. So what would be the concern if you're a Patriots better? I mean, just that they, I mean, Bill Belichick, they don't come out slow. You're not going to worry about, you know, a letdown game after a huge, you know, win going over and beating the Chargers. But maybe they played down to their opponent a little bit. And, you know, Carolina comes out hungry um, and then they end up winning by three and you get hooked, something like that. Uh, slow start. We've seen them start slow before, like against the Texans. And they had to make a, you know, a great comeback and they didn't cover that game. So maybe something like that. That's the only thing I can think of is that just their style is not going to, I mean, I know they put up 50 something against the jets, but this is still going to be a relatively low scoring off. Although it, does anybody else have this? Have they gone over three games in a row? The Pats were such an under team for a while. Yeah. New England has gone over the total actually in four straight games. So that would probably surprise a lot of people based on the way they want to play a little conservative and run the ball. But I, I think the turnovers is certainly the last week helped lead to that too. Let's get Kmart to get us in here before the break with one more square play that might be free money. Yeah. So kind of, kind of gone back and forth on this game, but the square play that could be free money for me now is the Ravens minus six at home against the Vikings. So what kind of flipped me back to the Ravens is Minnesota lost Daniel Hunter last week, one of their better edge rushers. 
So if they're not going to be able to, you know, get pressure on LJ, who has shown he can throw the ball now, Cooper Rush threw for over 300 yards on this secondary. Now you're bringing in a real running attack at home off a bye. I think Harbaugh is nine and four in Baltimore against the spread coming off a bye. It just doesn't, it just doesn't look good. Uh, Minnesota plays, you know, in a lot of close games, but this could, this could be the game that just flips it. Uh, Ravens to me, haven't been all that impressive. They have one big win against the chargers, but now I don't really know who the chargers are. They're four and three could be four and four after this week. So that win's looking less and less impressive, but minus six, not a real run stopping defense from the Vikings. Baltimore's defense has been playing better again off the bye. That's my score play that can, that can get it done. Chris, that, that seems like maybe another one that Dennis would look at maybe Ravens first half in full. Yeah, absolutely. I finally got his little initial five out of them. And he said, uh, Raiders, Bengals, Cardinals, Rams, Patriots. So that's one I've been texting a lot of people all week for their top five. And I think Raiders and Patriots have been in almost every single one, the small road fave and Cardinals is up there too. So like we mentioned earlier, there's some value on the Cardinals line, uh, or the Niners line. So um, but yeah, we could see there's a, a ton of morning games this week. There's only three afternoon games. So Dan will be all over those morning games and he'll have to decide. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll be on Cardinals and probably Char- Chargers in the afternoon slot. So we'll see. Neil, make the case for Minnesota. This is a team that three of us had in our entry last week and you actually had Dallas and as a reminder you're trying to lose so they they let you down as well because you so really in in a sense four of us were rooting for Minnesota to win and they just kind of laid an egg in a game they should have won against a backup quarterback so it's hard to jump back on them here but they're getting six points yeah it's really hard and and I'm and I would question, I don't know that any of us necessarily would have touched that game last week if it wasn't for the line move compared to where it was in the contest, right? So I think it was, Matt, correct me, I think it was like a four-point swing versus what the contest had. It flipped the faves. Um, so I'm not sure any of us has it have it on their card if it wasn't for that. So real similar to like the San Francisco Cardinal game this weekend where – you have a pretty significant line move based off of injuries that are coming through. Um, but yeah, it's going to be real hard to jump back in on the Vikings. Um, you know, like Kyle, I think Kyle did a really good job laying out the reasons why, you know, Baltimore is this probably the right side and sort of the square side is because this, that was not a good look for them last, last week whatsoever. Um, getting beat at home by a backup quarterback. So it, it, it's hard to make the case for Minnesota other than to say, you know, if Minnesota really wants any, it's kind of one of those season games, like their season is on the line, sort of, they can't go three, they can't be three and five and expect to make the playoffs in any capacity. Joe, did you have anything on this one before we go to break? Nope. Okay. All right. On the other side, we'll talk about teams that might be being overlooked by the market and, uh, and then we'll wrap it up from there. 
All right, coming out of the break, Joe, we'll have you start on this side too. So a team that might be being overlooked, people are sleeping on, uh, that might show up and, and maybe surprise. I'm going to sound like a broken fucking record here, but uh, we're going to go ahead and take the Bears plus six and a half. I just keep fading Pittsburgh. I'm addicted to fading Big Ben because that he's a fat, unathletic piece of shit at this point. So I actually looked at his stats. He's He's on pace for his worst season by far of his career. And I think six and a half points is a little bit too much. I think the Bears can cover that, and I might even sprinkle the money line just a little bit. Just two, two teams with good defenses. I think Khalil Mack's coming back, so he'll be Big Ben's worst nightmare on you know third and distance, and uh, or a, like a sitting duck basically. But yeah, two teams with good defenses, dog shit offenses. I think I think they're both the same fucking team essentially. The Pittsburgh's defense a little bit better, but I think six and a half points is too much. Bears should go into Pittsburgh and cover that number. And it, I heard it's going to be windy, so it's probably going to be low scoring. It's tough to kick a field goal there anyways. So, you know, low scoring, give me that six and a half points with uh, the, the Bears. Speaking of low scoring, Chris, I think I heard John Murray say they had a lot of sharp action on the under when this one opened. Uh, Chicago is one in five against the spread as an underdog this season and has failed to cover in three straight. Chris, this is going to be a hold your nose, a... Put on your hazmat suit for Fade Den on Monday Night Football. We're going to be on them. We're going to be on them. Why not take them early? Because, you know, Den's going to come in on the home fave. And every teaser is going to be on this, too, with this being six and a half. All all the teasers are going to run into Monday night, all the parlays. So, Kyle, Justin Fields, uh, it hasn't been pretty more, more often than not. Can you see them finding enough points to stay in this one? Yeah, I mean, if they're able to limit turnovers like they did last week, I know he had the pick on their final possession, but just regarding that, <laughs> don't let Nagy call the plays anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they looked great, honestly. I, you know, I think I said a lot about them on the Monday pod, but hand that ball to Herbert, Khalil Herbert. Just keep handing him the ball, set up those short dink passes for fields, let him get outside the pocket and do his thing. Give him half the field, naked boots, and then throw it across the hash. Like this, this kid and Darnell Mooney already have a connection. They just need to find the deep connection, and that's going to open up a bigger issue for teams trying to defend fields and Khalil Herbert. Once well, that's a piece, and then they have Allen Robinson on the outside as well and coming across the middle. This offense is going to be very, very explosive, and their defense didn't look great last week, but you know, kind of, kind of reminds me more of a bend but not break. You know, they were they were really injured last week too, and I think they're getting back a couple key pieces this week. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Fields finally started scrambling last week and finally started racking up some rushing yards. Of course, he had the one run everybody saw, but that was amazing to. To avoid a pass rush like he's going to see with Pittsburgh, he's going to need to be moving around and maybe running for his life at times. But again, I think, Joe, it's more of a fade of Pittsburgh as a touchdown favorite for you. Yeah, um, I mean, dude, they scored 15 points last week. Yeah. they they Their offense is fucking terrible. And, I mean, the Bears sucks too, but two dog shit offenses, you're giving me almost a touchdown with one of them. I think it's an easy pick. I don't even need a hazmat suit. I'll fucking – jump into the lake with naked with this play i don't give a fuck (laughs) all right chris how about one that is being overlooked from your perspective 
one that's being overlooked. Uh, I think, I mean, I think it's been overlooked uh, a lot. Uh, everyone talks about how Henry got hurt and, you know, everyone's saying how the Titans just keep striking gold. They, you know, win the overtime game, um, huge win over the chiefs. And I think everyone's counting them out again. Like you said, this is teaser central. Everyone will tease the Rams through the seven and the three. All they got to do is win Sunday night football. I think the Titans come out to play. Uh, I don't know if it'll make the card in our top five, but I know again, we're going to be on it against dense come Sunday night. So, uh, Go Titan cock. Neil, how about this one for you? I mean, the Rams stepping in front of the Rams right now doesn't sound fun to a lot of people, but then you have to remind yourselves that their last opponents have been the Lions and the Texans. Now, the Rams are a very good team, but is this a little bit of an overreaction to the Titans losing Henry? Do you agree? Um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of overreaction there, but I think a lot of it is also coming off of you know, tennis, Tennessee's last you know, three games have all been sort of high marquee games, uh, games that they've, you know, they were sort of almost expected to lose and they come out and win every single run or each one, right. It was Buffalo, it was KC and then, and then Indy. Um, I think a lot of it also, you can sort of look at, and I'm just hearing narrative, like, this is sort of like that. Okay. We're six and two, you know, Indy's three games back and they own the tiebreaker, um, you know, sort of maybe just like a get right, let's get ourselves healthy. But, you know, but it, it, to me, the problem with that is like, there's nothing in Tennessee's DNA that would lead you to believe that any of that is true. Like they always come out and, and fight. And even in games, I mean, I think it's been years now that people have said like this Tennessee team is, they can't quite figure out this Tennessee team. Um, and they always just seem to, to out, to overexpect people's expectations of them. So they're, they've been impressive. And no, I don't, I don't think they get enough credit just as a team for what they're able to do. Kyle, there's some pretty astonishing trends here in the Titans favor that are a little bit hard to explain. And you would certainly expect regression at some point. They are four and O straight up as an underdog this season. They are five and O outright and against the spread against teams that made the playoffs last season. And under Vrabel, they're six and zero against the spread as an underdog of over six. Like, how do you even explain that? Is it just are they consistently undervalued against good teams? And could you see that maybe finally running out in a tough spot against a really good Rams offense tomorrow? And they lost to the Jets. It's, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, I mean, they definitely, I mean, I can't sit here and say they're not undervalued because I've clearly undervalued them. I still undervaluing them. I watched a lot of their games and I, they, they stepped up against the bills, the chiefs, but who the fuck are the chiefs? I mean, someone's cheating on Patrick Mahomes. Cause that guy looks just, he doesn't look like Mahomes. He looks like, uh, I don't know, middle of the tier quarterback, whoever that is a little better than golf at times. It's like, I don't know what's happening with him, but you know, I'd probably, because what was the opening line on this? Like six. Uh, that's a good question. You mean, bef- well, it's tough. Cause Henry yeah. got, hurt oh, yeah, in the game, it didn't so. really come out. Yeah. Yeah. But, or I guess look ahead line, but I mean, okay, yeah. it's only four and a half, I think. Yeah. So the, 
like obviously the best way for the Titans matchup wise to beat the Rams and the best way to beat the Rams is to limit Stafford. Who's got the number one QB QBR playing well. I think he's been sacked. He's either two or I think number one in the league, least amount of times being sacked. They got, they as in the Titans have issues at receiver. Not sure if Julio is going to play. Ramsey will be on AJ Brown. And that's obviously going to be the key piece. I don't think the Rams are going to have issues stopping um, McNichols or I, I, I can't imagine AP is going to play. And if he is, he's going to be effective. They're saying he's in great shape. I Let's mean, go. is in great shape, but I mean, uh, football speed and everything, it's just different. 36 and, years old, man. That's the new 26. He's a Hall of Famer. He'll be fine. I mean, fine. I'm 36 too. I get it. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, still feel, I still feel great too, but I still don't want to get hit by, by a linebacker. Um, People so forget that, he came back from an ACL in like six months too. He's oh, a god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, it was amazing. I loved him back then. But um, it, it, kind of what, to what you're saying, it's, it's, it smells like a bad spot for Tennessee after those three outright underdog winners you know with with that injury kind of the question marks at wide receiver it could just be one of those games where they're like where do we go from here they're two and a, two and oh against the colts so they have i'm not going to say they're just going to lay an egg in this game but i'm saying i don't necessarily know if they're like all right guys let's just let's just get out of this game healthy and move on let's figure out our new identity because we're going to be out with Henry for the rest of the season. Yeah, tough, tough game, tough spot for them. But, I mean, they've been doing it. They'd call them over achievers if you want to, but they've been doing it. Let's go. Um, let's see. We got one from Joe. We got one from Chris. Neil, how about one from you? All right, so this one did initially make my my top five, but the more I sort of look into it and think, and I got a couple hours here before I have to submit, I really think this is going to, and it's going to be taking, holding my nose, taking the Green Bay Packers here. I'm getting seven and a half in the contest, and I'm looking consensus is back down to an even seven. Um, you know, if I'm going to be the fit, the fade guy and go for boo, I don't know how, I mean, I kind of kicked myself that I didn't not play and be on KC last time. Um, I think this is, you know, just a huge overreaction to Aaron Rodgers being out. Now, I'm, that's not to discredit Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks still. But, I, you know, who can't – I mean, I think if we've learned anything over the last two two weeks with rookie quarter, so with rookie quarterbacks coming in is that they can do okay, right? Cooper – I mean, Cooper Rush, Mike White, you know, Simeon coming in, like Geno – coming back like not, not starters and maybe not all necessarily rookies but like when you don't have tape and you haven't seen a guy like you can be okay for a while so no one has seen anything of Jordan Love and what he is capable and not capable of, of doing you know his Devontae Adams is back is back so he'll have his key you know key wide receiver there um this happened early enough in the week you know where it's not like a you know have didn't you know the news didn't come through, you know, Saturday morning and all of a sudden he's got to be thrown into, you know, a starting role. Like he'll get to take snaps all, all week. He'll have his snaps um, with the first teamers. 
you know, and Rogers didn't show up to camp until way late. So that was one of the other stats I heard sort of back in love was, you know, they kind of almost went into the season that Jordan love was going to be the starting quarterback because Aaron Rodgers was a huge question mark. So I, this is a huge overreaction. If there's any defense in this league that you can go ahead and throw on it's Kansas City's, even if you're just, you know, ultimately an, an average quarterback. So I, I, I don't know who I'm going to take out of my five, but I can't envision being on KC going for the booby on this one. But Joe, isn't, aren't the chiefs just due to blow someone out? Aren't they so due? Oh yeah. That sounds like a, you know, what narrative there, but <laughs> some guy that Chris rides and sends his picks to, but uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with Neil, but I'm less concerned about Jordan love as I am. I think the Packers are just going to run the ball all over KC and shorten this game and if Patrick Mahomes keeps being Patrick Mahomes and we keep cashing over 0.5 interceptions for plus money I think Packers roll they don't roll here I think the Packers can win money line easily but I don't I I think they cover this spread I think it's a bad number oh uh, again overreaction by the public you know if like we said Patrick Mahomes can come out and go scorched earth and win by 30 can it happen yes is it likely right now no because Patrick Mahomes is playing like dog shit Chris, how often have how many times have you cashed that Patrick Mahomes over what over 0.5 intercept, interceptions? I think I've only done it the last couple games, but I think it's seven straight now. He's got more than one, so uh, uh, look Fired out up. for that because he I've, is throwing the ball all over the place, folks. I've I, I've done it the past two weeks in cash, and I also did it on that prime time game. I got it live uh, when the uh, Ravens. And Chiefs played. I bet it live at like plus three hundred, and it and it won. So yeah, it's always plus money, which is nice. Well, it cashed on the opening drive last week, didn't it? Yeah. It deflected, right? So beautiful. Yeah, yeah. throwing it and in that, the end zone. And that was just a microcosm of like Chris has been saying. You know, twenty drop picks last year. Fucking those aren't dropping this year. Yeah, you know, Patrick's leading the league in in picks and uh, turnovers. So love to see it. All right, Kmart, bring us home. Give me, give us one more that people might be overlooking. Shoot, man, you guys have already talked about so many, and I can't talk about our Niners. God, um, probably the New York Football Giants. Um, it still seems that everybody is on the Raiders traveling back east. The horrible news. It, I mean, you saw Derek Carr. I mean, he's an emotional guy, but. I just feel like it's giants or no play here. Uh, I know they're injured, but they're still somehow kind of sticking in games. I don't really have a huge cap on this to be perfectly honest, but it, it just, to me, it's just one of those games where you almost just have to have to fade everything, you know, you're looking at, you know, I think everybody I've talked to, it's been like Raiders and I'm like, why? Just because they're five and two, and they're better, just, man. They're just better. Yeah, and I just keep going. I just keep going back to you know the incident last week, and it's just I don't know how that's going to affect the team, dude. And the the Raiders corner literally last night was waving a gun and telling he's going to kill motherfuckers on Twitter last night, and that's going viral. So it's like yeah. these Raiders just cannot get out of their own fucking way. People saying that OBJ is going to go to the Raiders, I'm like, good no. luck. Yeah, you you need more. <laughs> goes fucking, back need, to the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> you need more fucking drama. Let's sign OBJ. Yeah. No, but yeah, I agree. I agree. Yes. Giants, Giants plus three. That was in my in my top five, but Jared kind of talked me out of it. So we took Packers instead. 
Is this the headline you're talking about, Joe? Raiders corner Damon Arnett post video waving guns around, threatening to kill someone. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. I I watched it. It's hilarious. He's like, "Hey, come over. You're five minutes away. I'll kill you." I wish I could say the other words in there too, but I'd get in trouble. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it is like the Raiders are gonna Raider man. They've been doing this shit since they've been to Oakland. <laughs> it yeah, it's worse than Vegas. This is like one time a year they do this. I think it was a couple years ago. They were like five and one going over like four and two going to the jets with Darnold and everybody and their mom. I remember it vividly. Den even took the second half Raiders jets won outright. Everyone was like, why is it only minus three? So yeah, giants is uh, we're going to be on giants. I mean, like, I mean, look, looking at the matchups, if everything were normal, if this was a week ago, I'd probably be like, I probably would have been Raiders is my square play. But this this just smells like the game where they go east, lay an egg, as they do so many times. And it's just like how like how? And then everyone's like, oh, those distractions. Oh, I didn't I didn't know about that guy waving his gun around, or I somehow missed the news on rugs. Like it's it, just yeah. it's just one of those games where everyone's still just gonna be like Raiders because they can run the ball. Their defense has become very good at the pass ru- passing rush. But it, it's just one of those games where it's what the fuck at the end of it. It's like, how, how did they lose? And like, I think people people are so quick to forget that the Giants just covered the spread in KC. Like, it, it's not like they are right. awful, you know? <laughs> yeah, they are a shitty team, yeah. but they can cover a number. Right. Yeah. They were in yeah. position to win that game. I mean, they had some really yeah. bad penalties on that last KC drive. Uh, there was a personal foul. There was a guy off sides. And, and they were... They so right they're there, taking so. over the Niners role. Yeah. 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 I was in Kansas City. Yeah. I was like, oh, D Ford offsides? What? Yeah. That <laughs> oh game's over. That's another Mahomes pick if that guy's not offside. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. Good stuff. Good luck to Team Fade Den this weekend. Good luck to everybody on their college football plays today. Have a great NFL Sunday. And Chris, just remind people what happens if you bet on poop. You didn't talk about your Jacksonville Jaguars catching 15. <laughs> You just might get shot on, folks. No Bulldogs, fuck Boise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fake.